Hey, the L-Train here. Have you heard of Powerslam.tv? Over 4,000 hours of great indie wrestling content. Also some great local stuff on there. Defy Wrestling, DOA Pro Wrestling, ECCW. Also you can watch Fest Wrestling, Bar Wrestling, PCW Ultra, CZW, and so much more that you can get lost in there for days and weeks at a time. And our friends over at Powerslam.tv are giving the listeners of the Bigfoot Pro Wrestling Podcast a free 30-day trial. Just head over to Powerslam.tv, use the promo code BFPWFREE, that is BFPWFREE. Head over there now, Powerslam.tv, get your 30-day free trial and start today. Yo, yo, this is a uh, another episode of the Bigfoot Pro Wrestling Podcast, and it's a big one. You know why? It's the return of the one and only, the notorious one. <laughs> I'm pointing at her right now. Mrs. Clam makes her triumphant return <laughs> to the Bigfoot Pro Wrestling Podcast. Baby, everyone knows you had it built into your contract here oh, with the yes. podcast My you writer. got the last few weeks off since thanksgiving <laughs> um trips to disneyland on the dime of the podcast oh yeah but yeah. uh no, 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 no seriously you've uh <laughs> been chilling the last couple of weeks other things have been going on so uh yeah. i've had to make openings myself how the hell are you i'm good i'm back from not so sunny socal and spending almost uh almost five full days in disneyland and oh i thought you were gonna send say spend five whole grand or something well that'll be when the bill comes in but yeah no it was a well, it was a blast had a great time i haven't been uh in disneyland for ooh, wow six eight years six seven years i guess so um not that much has changed in that time but still uh it was cool to go back and i've never been there for the christmas season so it was cool to see all the lights and treats and everything it was just kind of wild and crazy so, so it was a good time so you're telling me after all all this time it's still the same stuff yes star wars is not open yet that opens next year which is going to be a big hullabaloo when that opens so uh, I did a couple of things this time that I hadn't done last time. I did the Cars ride in uh, California Adventure, which is flipping amazing, absolutely amazing. I did the Toy Story ride. That was very cool as well. So those are new to me. Um, I did the Matterhorn, which is a very old ride, but I had never done it. And it is freaking terrifying, and I'll never, ever, ever do it again. Explain the terrifying part of it for the folks that, like me, will never, ever <laughs> Set my foot in that place in my yeah, life. Yeah, you say that, but you wait till Star Wars is open. I think we'll be getting you to go for that. But unless there's something wrestling that opens up in there, I don't well. Know. But anyway, no, sorry, I, mean, I interrupted. I'm not a thrill ride person, so um, I'm sure there are lots of people who enjoy having the crap scared out of them. But that's not usually me. So is it because there's stuff jumping out, or is it like roller coaster like, or both? Matterhorn, you spend a lot of time in the dark. And you are in like a toboggan thing and you're 
going up on the sides and you're going fast and you can't see what the hell's going on. And this Yeti thing is like screaming at you now and then. And it's terrifying. Do you have like AT or Gabby next to you or somebody? Uh, no, you don't. You are solo um, like four or five to a car kind of a thing. Oh. One in front of the other. Um, so it was a little bit scary and I felt like my head was going to get chopped off at any time. So, but it's only three minutes long. So I was able to survive, but the whole time I was screaming, I don't like this. I don't like this. I don't three like this. minutes of terror. Yeah. So that was haunted mansion. Way, way, way more my speed. I know my friend, Amanda, Miss Amanda, uh, is a huge haunted mansion fan. And so am I. So I'd never seen the Christmas version of it. Um, the way they have it all decked out with Jack Skellington and all from Nightmare Before Christmas. It's really, really cute. But I'm more of a purist. I like the original Haunted Mansion. So that's the update from Disneyland. Well, let me bring up one other thing from Disneyland. My wife, my wife, even in Disneyland, Hmm. can find the Tiki Bar. Yes, I knew there was one at the Disneyland Hotel, Trader Sam's. I knew it was there. So Trader Joe's? No, no, no. No, no not Trader Joe's, Trader Sam's. So yes, we sought that out and uh, I brought home a couple of tiki mugs for our collection. So it's beautiful hotel, beautiful resort. So we had a, a grand old time if you spending haven't seen the too much money. Tiki mugs, we'll take a picture and put it up on uh, BigfootProWrestling.com. Yeah, we've got a few. We've got a yeah. few. But what's been happening while I've been gone? Uh, I don't know <laughs> what's been happening while you're gone. Me and yeah. Nick have been sitting around in our dirty underwear, nice eating frozen TV dinners, and that's different. How? Uh, I don't know, but no, we weren't doing that. We were making gourmet food around here. Oh, I'm sure. Speaking of gourmet, me and Nick just made our uh, Christmas rice krispie treats last night. By <laughs> Very the way. gourmet, and uh, they're three quarters gone. Yeah, no joke. They're delicious. <laughs> I can't have fresh rice krispie treats around. Dang, <laughs> but. We are just glad to have you back, Mrs. Clams. I am very glad to be Not back. Not only back home, but all the fans. I've been getting <laughs> notes from here, the sponsors, oh, yeah, going, sure. where, what happened, <laughs> Mrs. Clams? Is there a contract dispute? <laughs> yes, there was, was but like, it's no, all settled now. She so. needed just a little time away. I needed some Dole Whip. Herself. So I'm Dole good. Whip. Dole Whip is the bomb. It's uh, so good. Say it again. It sounds real sexy. Dole Whip. Dole yes, whip, it's fantastic. You can get it at uh, the Enchanted Tiki Room in Adventureland. What? <laughs> anyway, enough but, of these uh, hijinks. What's a uh, what else is happening? What else is happening is uh, this coming Friday night. Yes, we will be at the one and only Washington Hall. We will watching Defy on Edge, and I just happened to. Uh, Write down the matches. Oh, you just happened the to. The five matches that, uh, <laughs> pardon me, are going to be happening. I think there will probably be at least one or two more because there's a certain person I think that's probably going to be there, but I don't know what this certain person is doing yet. But you anyway, like all we're vague see. booking and stuff. It's like, I, if you know something, say it. Otherwise, the- don't be giving us all this vague crap. Somebody might be so and so coming. I don't know. Well, because I don't exactly know, but listen to this podcast, and uh, later on, Kid Cash might let you know he might or might not be there. May or may not be there, actually. Oh, so you do know. You're just pretending like you don't. Well, I don't know what he's doing. Okay. Nobody knows anything. Oh, okay. 
Well, that's evident. To the podcast. Okay. But uh, Defy on Edge, Friday, December 14th. Ooh. This Friday night, Washington Hall, Penta mm. comes back. Too bad it's not with his uh, brother. Know, but I still. think they were going to take on um, the American Guns for the titles, possibly. Mm. But since Phoenix is injured, taking the rest of the year off, get himself health- healthy, ready for the new year, mm-hmm. we still get Penta, and he's going to take on uh, Chris Ridgeway, who's, uh, I believe, from over in the UK. I don't know a whole yeah. lot about him, just from... Uh, That'll be fun. What I've uh, found here on Twitter and stuff, I think there's an, actually a video that Defy just released that uh, kind of goes over him, and he'll we'll, you, know, you cool. can uh, figure him out a little better, get to know him a little better is what I'm trying to say. And nice. Trying to say in a very long way. Apparently. But also, we're going to get the third match between Brody King and Schaff. Yes, Mr. King, who will likely not be in our territory much longer, correct? I believe this is his last one, according to the uh, Twitter universe there and mm. uh, some folks that have, uh, in the Defiance, that have uh, yeah. let us know what's going on. I think so there's not a, to be missed there. a plan that night. A lot of people are going to be wearing masks or uh, something to that effect. So uh, check at uh, Defiance page on uh, Facebook, yes. and uh, that should be... Hard hitting. It's going to be it the last be a great one. Match. They might move the ring a few inches doing what they do. They Remember might. That? We've seen that a couple times. Oh, yeah. I the whole ring surprised. moves. They got to shove it back in place after yeah. it's over. Broken ropes one time, I think. Crazy. Man, insane. But also, we're going to get Cage versus Jack Evans. Nice. Who uh, I think that's his Northwest debut, hmm. um, if I'm not mistaken. Someone will correct me yes. on that. Yes. Shout out not. if that's incorrect. Manny, John, Nick. <laughs> uh, and then you're going to get the belts on the line American Guns versus uh, No One Lives formerly I guess No Lives Matter mm. um, Drexel and uh, Dr. Cleaver and then for the belt finally Artist Spencer gets his shot against Shane Strickland nice we're going to be there balcony I think uh, we're pretty uh, center somewhere balcony on one side or the other I can't remember without looking them up on uh, brownpapertickets.com what a nice plug there you just wove in. Yes, and they're not even a sponsor of this. But I'm just saying that if you haven't gotten a ticket, if there's any left, get over there, snag I'd one up. Be surprised. Get a seat or a standing room only because it's going to be a fabulous card. And there's probably most likely going to be surprises to set up that uh, anniversary show mm-hmm. that uh, is coming in January. And yes. uh, can't wait to go to that. We are going to that somehow. I uh, want to thank a friend. He knows who he is. Yes. A without very mentioning dear his friend. Name. And uh, we want to thank him uh, very much. Yes, indeed. And uh, we'll see uh, him and everyone soon there. But anyway. You know what else happened while I was gone is apparently Seattle has their NHL team back, which oh, I'm very excited about. That wasn't even on the list. I know. Good job. But uh, it could be just because the NHL scores came up on the TV and made me think of it. But... That is exciting. Um, I don't think they're going to use the original name from, wasn't it the 1920s when we won the Stanley Cup? The Metropolitans? The Metropolitans, yes. So I think it'd be awesome if they did and went with like the Seattle Metros, but I don't think they will. But you said they are actually really considering the Seattle Sockeyes, which I thought was a joke name. I didn't think that that was like for real, but you say it is for real. I think it's real if, of course, I'm not correct. As sometimes I am not. 
<laughs> with facts and people's names. Um, but that'd be kind of a good name. I think name. it's either going to be the Sockeyes or the Totems. Yeah, I kind of like the Sockeyes. At first I thought it was a gag, but I'm like, no, actually, that's not bad. So I'll be very curious to see when we find out about that. I'm sure it'll be a while before it gets actually handled. Yes. Uh, but they're going to be playing in, is it 2020? Is that when they debut? 2020, 21 season, I believe. Okay. So we had time, clearly, but oh yeah, and they I think that's key, exciting. I'm they very, can't very start excited until for the that. key arena is ready. Yeah, and I hope that which key is arena already over budget apparently is going to be ready for basketball at some point too. That's all I can hope for too. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not. I'm not holding my breath on that, but I'm excited about NHL. Hey, so. that's awesome. If nothing else, we'll be able to check it on TV. Go to a game from time to time. Yes, there's a lot of season ticket holders already. Like I think there's more people put down deposits for season tickets than there is tickets. Oh, I'm sure. So I don't know how that's... You can't I'm sure. make the entire venue season ticket holders, no, I don't think. No. You have to leave a little bit, so... But yeah, that should be fun... The common folk <laughs> can get up in there for a game once in a while, uh, so we can get into it yeah. also. Cool. But uh, let's see. You kind of threw that in there. Let me see I where did. I was Sorry, going throwing you off that. your game oh, there. that's all right. It's I'm sorry all right. I sound so raspy. I'm just getting over laryngitis and coughing my full head off in Disney, so I'm Well, I just want to mention some... Uh, upcoming northwest wrestling shows yeah um well last night heard some good things about it prestige down in hermiston congratulations to william and all the uh all the uh folks that are wrestling down there working with that uh promotion and uh had uh good things uh that i've seen on twitter and facebook and then uh this coming friday night there's a couple shows in seattle area three two one battle at the battle palace the snap mare before christmas two uh, Bambi Hall is going to put the uh, belt on the line against uh, B-Boy. Mm. And then um, they're also going to finish up their, or not finish it up, but continue their 3-2-1-go uh, round robin tourney. You can also check that out on Twitch. Very nice. Or get your uh, some tickets. I think, obviously, the, the first row is probably sold out. Probably. Man, I had to spit that out there a little Boy, bit. Boy, you did. I? Man, rough. can tell it's been a while. Hold on. <laughs> as he drinks out of his defy koozie thing defy koozie with my fremont beer <laughs> but um also that same night we're going to be over at defy on edge at washington hall we already went over that card uh also some tickets available left for that i'm sure and then sunday the 12th harvey's comedy club down in portland oregon doa pro wrestling was the fight before Christmas. and Ooh, uh, I like that. I'm sure there's some tickets left for that. I don't know if there's any of the VIP stuff. It starts at 2 p.m. down there. Hmm. So if you're in the area, it's awesome. If you even live up, live up here, Might be you're able out to make there it. like five something. Yeah. Jump in the vehicle, head back home, you know, get your designated driver on. <laughs> and then, because uh, it's a fabulous card without uh, pulling it up and getting in here, getting into it here. Man. I know, man. What's up with you? I'm struggling. It's my mouth. Hold on. <laughs> Oh, there we go. I just got to slow down. Oh, okay. Calm down a little bit. <laughs> yeah, I can tell that's the problem. All right. And then, um, well, that's it for this year, the shows that I even got written down on this page. But there's one I want to... Of course, there's Without a Cause in Everett in January, which reading is... Reading the mind over there. I know. You it's like we notes. share one brain. <laughs> well, there is one brain here. It's yours. Oh, yeah. But yeah. No, that's very exciting. Everett, Washington. Check that out. January the 13th. Without a cause, uh, New Year, who dis? We recently found out PCO is not going to be there. For but, good reason, for a very oh, good reason. The man has been signed to Ring of Honor, yes. exclusive contract. Good, for, good him. for him. I hope that also means he can 
maybe appear in Impact or Ooh. New Japan. Obviously, uh, like the rest of those guys do. My favorite promotion. I'd love to see him in New Japan against some of those folks over there. That'd be some hard and Suzuki New Japan. and some of those dudes. Yeah. But uh, oh yeah, good. he'd be great. Congratulations to him. He's been on a uh, check the archives, of yes, course. Yes, yeah. Throw that in there. But that is a good one. I I it still is. to this day don't know how I got PCO. I know on my little tiny fishing town. <laughs> you fishing know, town, whatever. My little fishing town, you know, area <laughs> podcast. I don't know where you got that from, but anyway. I don't know. But anyway, we oh, get Darby gonna Allen. Be, there's going to be a pre-funk ahead of time also, right? There there's is. A, I can't remember the name of the place right off the top of my head. I can't either. We'll, That's uh, terrible. We'll look it up. I think Philip tweeted that out. Yes. The yes, man yes. with the words, the master words, tweeted that out, and uh, we'll look into that and yes. uh, get a retweet on that. Uh, Philip, if you're listening. Get it out there. Can you Get the uh, word. Get the word out on that again. But uh, let's see here. What else I got down here on the notes? That was it for the upcoming shows. But uh, we did watch a little Defy yesterday, by the mm-hmm. way. Was it yesterday? Yeah. Yes, it yesterday was. Or was it Friday night? No, it was yesterday. It was yesterday. It we was. watched the, the recent Defy Now, and you can watch that on powerslam.tv. Oh, but what if I don't have a, a login, L Train? Well, what I'm should glad I do? You, asked that. you can get yourself a free. 30-day trial. Free, you say? The folks over at powerslam.tv are giving us a free code. And it's all caps. Upper caps, I should say. Upper caps, yes. Is it When I say caps, does that really mean just caps right there? Yeah, I think we don't. I don't know. I don't know what the young generation knows anymore. (laughs) They might not even know what cap is. It's uppercase. (laughs) It is. BFPW, which is Bigfoot Pro Wrestling. B-F-P-W-F-R-E-E. Well, B-F-P-W free. That is what it is. That's amazing. And you will get 30 days to watch. 30 whole days. Over (laughs) 4,000 hours of wrestling. (laughs) Do it. Content and yes, you could then watch the current Defy yes. that's on. But uh, what was cool? It was a uh, Shaft taking on Ricky Starks was a really good match there. Johnny Defiance against Randy Myers, which it was fun. It was a great match. It was a great match. The wrestling itself was just okay. This was more of one of those show matches. One it was of more of a feature match. If, like yeah. they're you know they were really playing like, up maybe not some of the stuff they do. Quite the Joey Ryan type of thing. A little more wrestling than that, and I'm right. not punking on Joey Ryan. I love what he does, and uh, you know, can't wait for him to come back because he's been injured lately. Yeah, but uh, it was just more of a less less of a hard hitting yeah match. Yeah, but it wasn't still awesome. Flying, jumping any of that. There was some good, very fun. Maybe some good technical wrestling in it. Yeah, live singing of his theme yes. song. So well, live cool. recorded singing. Yes. But yes, she's no Etta James, but I don't know who she is. <laughs> oh, wait. She's just fine. She did just no, fine. She did really good. A lot of pressure in too of, in the Washington Hall. I'm yeah. sure you know it's not the greatest sound system up in there. Boy, but you're just like negative now today. No, what the hell? I wasn't trying to be. And if that's the way it sounds, I should just apologize right now. <laughs> just apologize for I this whole show, to really. Anyone, but I was just trying to say more. I love Eddie James' version when he comes out. Oh, I know. You're you're so a I'm classic fan. Sorry, but, <laughs> but uh, the other match was. Uh, the Luchasaurus 
Yeah, that He's was a big cool. dude. Very cool to see him. When We've seen see him, him on Lucha Underground taking before. on the one and only King Cash. Yes, which just so happens to be your guest this week. What? What a nice segue that is. Oh, how did we work that out? Wow. Must took notes. Somebody must have planned. You'd think this thing was actually planned, I believe it or not. I finally had the honor, the privilege to take on the... Take him on. Take him on. I uh, took him on. <laughs> yeah, that would not end well. <laughs> have the one and only one on. <laughs> I can't. That would end oh, in your immediate death. <laughs> Everyone's laughing with us right now, I'm sure. Or at us, but They're either like, way. Oh, you know, the oil train's going to take on King Cash. Yeah, no, here. not no. even. I am proud and privileged. Proud, <laughs> privileged, and honored. Yes. To have on the podcast, finally, the one and only. King Cash. I know. He's been on your wish list for a long, since the earliest of early days of the episodes. He was one of the first yes. people we wanted on. So it's taken a while. We've got there, and it's very cool. It's exciting. It is. You know, I emailed him a long time ago, and I'm sure he was like, Who the hell are you? Who the hell is this guy? Some <laughs> fan doing some podcasts like 10 in and whatever. And, you know, I don't uh, he's know. been busy. He, he has been busy. You know, he he didn't have time busy. for you and your fishing town show. <laughs> My little fishing town <laughs> podcast. That's going to be on a t-shirt now. I got to get one that says that. My little that, fishing but... town podcast. Bigfoot Pro Wrestling <laughs> Podcast. Oh my gosh. But no, it was great. I finally got to talk to this man. It was a great time. Um, couldn't Ooh. have asked for a better podcast. We talked about all things King Cashed. Growing up in Iran, I asked him, uh, with the help of Philip, by the way, send me some questions for this podcast Very nice. Himself. Very and, nice. Uh, you know, growing up and leaving Iran, working out, dieting, you know, weight, cardio, you know, the all great question about what was bothering you about someone eating almonds that I saw on Twitter. Oh, oh. So, you know, I always like to get my funny really, stuff in there. Yeah. And then, of course, question. we talk, you know, he is the current... And raining, by the way, after last night. Well, when this podcast releases this Monday, but on Saturday night when he defended his belt. Saturday or Friday? I can't remember now. God. Anyway, <laughs> he defended the belt, came through. He is still the champion Fantastic. at Prestige. Prestige heavyweight champion of the world. Very nice. Anyway. Um, so let's get to it and quit rambling. Well, I'm going to get to it, man. He came over here when he was 10. He turned into a wrestling fan when he was 11. His uh, dad would take him to uh, the live events. Um, he was a fan of Triple H, Ric Flair. And then, uh, like I said, let's just get on it. We, uh, You'll hear about all his stories about Buddy Wayne, Rip Rogers, and uh, quite a few other things. Also want to send a shout out. Thank you to Nacho Mamas for their uh, help and support here. And uh, check them out at nachomamasseattle.com. And I uh, want to thank them, too, and a happy holidays to them. Indeed. So let's get going. Let's get going. What's my last? Did I miss anything on my notes? Do do do. You can hear if us. If you did, you know, it's too late Bigfoot, now. Bigfootprowrestling.com, the Google Play, the iTunes, the Stitcher. Check us out. Rat League Extreme on Twitter. Mrs. Clams. <laughs> you might even find her somewhere. I and, doubt uh, it, but that's We're going to okay. jump on it. Mrs. Clams, love to have you. Love it that you're back. Yes, I'm glad to be back. And let's get on this train and leave the station. Yes, sir. <laughs> hey everybody this is the l train and it tis the season well it is the season for some nachos anyway we're getting close to that other season you know the old christmas season 
You want some great nachos? Head over to nachomamasseattle.com. You can uh, find them on at nachomamassea on Twitter and nachomamassattle. That's nachomamasseattle on Instagram and Facebook. And uh, check them out this week, this Wednesday on the 12th. They're going to be over at Black Raven Brewing in Redmond from 4 to 8. Thursday the 13th, Optimism Brewing on Capitol Hill 5 to 9. And uh, now at Optimism Brewing every other Thursday. Friday the 14th, one of our favorite uh, places here here in the house. No Boat Brewing in Snoqualmie from 4 to 8. Saturday the 15th, Urban Family Brewing in Magnolia from 1 to 7. There will be a Santa there from 5 to 8 to take pictures with your kids and also your dogs. Sunday the 16th, Ridgecrest Public House in Shoreline from 5 to 9. And let me tell you about their specials this week. No, wait. I'm going to bring the one and only Mrs. Clams in to let you know about these naughty, naughty (laughs) specials. Well, the specials this week are chicken bacon ranch nachos with a cheddar cheese sauce, some spicy chicken, bacon, zesty ranch, tomatoes, and arugula. Have a little BLT soup with that, tomato and ancho chili soup topped with bacon, arugula chive oil, sour cream, and cotilla cheese. And the thing I'm most looking forward to, a hot buttered rum blondie. How good does that sound? Sounds amazing. The only thing better is to have a nice local beer with those amazing nachos, sides, and desserts. Hashtag nachos and beer. Hey, man, this is the L-Train. We're back for another great edition. And this week, man, I have uh, one of Northwest's finest again, man. Uh, I'm glad to have him. Uh, he is the current reigning prestige heavyweight champion, King Cash. Cash, how you doing this morning, man? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. I'm excited um, to be on this podcast. And uh, thanks for hitting me up a couple of days ago. Um, I think... Uh, there's not much podcast in the area. I mean, I think you're the, one of the only ones, actually. But I'm excited for people to hear, you know, this podcast and know more about me. Well, that's great. Sorry, I was just taking a drink of my tea there. I've had a little throat thing going on lately. So if you ever hear my mic click once in a while, it's because I'm probably coughing or blowing my nose or something. I'm just getting over it on the end of it. Uh, hate that. Everyone heard my last podcast opening. I could barely get through it. <laughs> No worries. So I'm apologizing for my voice if I'm too, you know, just let me know. But anyway, man, thanks for having you, giving up your free time here on a, uh, well, almost since Sunday morning. It's uh, actually just past 12 o'clock now. Uh, so what's uh, King Cash usually doing on uh, Sunday if he's not out of town wrestling? Sunday mornings are probably usually my, I go to the gym, actually. I really love to go to the gym on Sunday just to get ahead starting the week. Because um, if, if something comes up during the week and I can't go to the gym, I know I, Went on a Sunday, so I was just—I just woke up actually a couple hours ago. I was, I was actually out with um, Cody, Chun, and Guillermo last night. Oh, you guys out um, causing ruckus? Got <laughs> yeah, I got in pretty late, and uh, just mostly I woke up a couple hours ago and just drinking coffee here, um, doing this podcast. And after this, I'm off to the gym and um, in the tanning bed, and come home and just watch wrestling. I just like to relax on Sundays. I don't like to do much. Right, right. Get to that gym and still get your pump on, though. Or do you do a lot lighter on yeah, Sunday? Yeah, that, that, that's a good feeling, man. You just after the gym, you're like, I did something positive, and like 
it's a step toward my goal, you know. Well, yeah, you look like I don't how how much weight have you put on since you began wrestling? Um, I don't know what uh, age you started at yet. We're probably gonna get into all that and stuff, but. Like, what do you weigh in these I days got, compared to when you I started? I was fat. I was very fat as, like, around 15, <laughs> 16. So I lost all the weight. And then the skinniest I've ever been was, like, 162. Um, and right now, I'm at 206. Nice. So I'm, I think I'm, I was heavier. That was, like, 210, actually, like, maybe 10, 11 months ago. Um, but it's, I'm not trying to, like, put on too much weight. I don't like being really, really heavy. Um but this is a body business, so, like, I just want whatever I put on to be lean and not just extra body weight. Well, whatever you're doing, it's looking good. You're looking great. You know, seems like you have cut down. seems like about a year ago you were a little just more, I don't know if you say puffy or whatever, but you look like you've really leaned up but kept your uh, muscle going on. Yeah, yeah, that's, and that's what I'm trying to do. You know, it's cardio and stuff, so I hate doing cardio, but that's what, what you got to <laughs> do. Um, but thank you very much. Yeah, cardio is about the only thing I do right now. I'm just kind of <laughs> sitting on my bike in front of the TV and try to, you know, go for 30, 45 minutes. And I've been a little slack yeah, lately so myself, though. And it's just like, I don't want to do it. It's just like, but you <laughs> have to be, like, it's just what it is. Like, it's <laughs> the only way. So what kind of stuff are you eating these days? Just a lot of protein, shake, shit like that? Yeah. Yeah, um, I'm very carb sensitive, so I can't eat a lot of carbs. I, like, I get fat around like my gut really quick um so i do a lot of high fat like high good fat like peanut butter almonds um avocados and i try to go you know lean beef lean meat um chicken breast uh ground beef turkey breast um salmon so anything with high high good fat and the high protein is what i like to eat i still get my carbs in like you know just oatmeal and sweet potatoes and rice but I don't do too much, um, and if I really want to get like big, that's why I would I just pump up my cards and <laughs> I put on weight real quick. Is there a uh, guilty pleasure piece of chocolate stuff like that? Popcorn? Oh yeah, oh yeah. Like I have to have something like during the day. Like I don't go, I don't have a day where I just go all out. Like I just cheat a little bit day by day, which just makes me feel like such a piece of shit because I just <laughs> cheated on my meal. But it makes me keep going. Um, rather than like, because if I take a cheat day, three days after that, I'm like, all right, I'm going to cheat again because like I want to eat. But if I do some little every day, like, I don't know, I wake up and just with my breakfast, I just have like M&Ms, you know, on my oatmeal or like <laughs> something just during the day. I just want to like, like I, so I see someone eating pizza, I just take a slice, you know, and just, just because I want to feel bad about my life. <laughs> you can get the uh, thin crust with just some veggies on it or something. <laughs> There's like, actually uh, California Pizza Kitchen has like cauliflower carbs uh, out of the bread, which is not like normal carbs. It's oh, like, the, like veggie carbs. The crust? Yeah. Oh, weird. <laughs> I've heard of yeah, so, the gluten freeze and those kind of things. Yeah, no, I, I'm okay. I can eat anything, really. I just don't want to wanna like look like I have a gut. <laughs> well, let me ask you something real quick. The other day I saw it on your Twitter feed. Uh, you were uh, bothered by people that chomp on their almonds. Is there a proper way to eat almonds, King Cash? I, I don't know, but if <laughs> you shouldn't eat where it's silent. Like, if no one's talking and you're in a room where, like, nothing's going on, and then you're eating, like, you're chewing on almonds, like, four feet away from me, it's so annoying. Like, 
I can't stand it. It just makes me angry. Like, I have to walk away. <laughs> I have to leave. Because if I don't, I will do something I'll regret. Like, I'll just have to leave. Because it's just, you know, and chewing almonds myself and always myself. So, like, I just, I can't, I don't know what it is, but, like, it's just annoying. <laughs> when it's, there's nothing else going on and all you hear is that chew. That's weird, because if I'm in a room and there's no one, I know, it doesn't matter, it'd probably have to be almonds, I don't need a lot of almonds, but even if it's like chips or whatever else, when it's silent, you can hear that stuff yourself going on, and it's like, you kind of like, do it quieter, most people anyway, unless you don't care. <laughs> yeah, chips are, I don't know, it's just something about almonds, chips are like crunchier, it's whatever, <laughs> almond just sounds like, like you're, you're just breaking something in your mouth, and it just sounds disgusting. <laughs> I was cracking up when I read that on Twitter. <laughs> so uh some other twitter stuff before we get into too much background man you're the uh, current prestige uh, heavyweight champion and uh looks like you yes, got a big show coming up here uh what is that december 8th yeah, my yeah next, right uh, the upcoming saturday yep next saturday um, i'll be in Oregon defending the prestige championship um and i'm not sure about tom lawler because he just recently broke his hand yeah and well, I don't know who my opponent will be, but it doesn't matter because at the end of the night, I'll be walking out champion. So. How'd, that, how'd that make you feel that uh, William put his faith in you and, uh, you know, wanted you to be the guy? Um, it feels great. Um, in the indies, I, see, when I, when I started, like, I never knew too much about indies. Like, I, I was a WWE fan. That's all I was, and that's where I wanted to be. And indies is cool, and, you know, indies are small. And, like, in a place that's so small... And having a few wrestlers, and the crowds aren't like thousands and thousands, you know. Um, it's cool to be like the guy that represents that small indie promotion um, that just started, and and they're doing great, you know. And I'm thankful to William for like trusting in me and putting me against the guys like he brought in. Um, I had a lot of fun wrestling guys like Davy Richards there, I, Kenny Lush. I love Kenny Lush. Um, you know, who else? Uh, Simon Gotch, you know, one of the one of the coolest guys I've met in wrestling. Um, Tom Waller, again, he's like a friend of Antonio Thomas, and that's how we connected through. Um, and, and uh, you know, the, the show is totally fun from start to finish. It's just, it's, it's just a blast. Huh. And um, William runs a great, great promotion down there. Yeah, I'm looking at that uh, car that's coming up. It's going to be a little tournament, man. It looks like uh, they're going to have the uh, tournament champion, the... Uh face you. It looks like they have a bunch of matches and then a four-way and then uh, Cash versus Rise or Die trying winner. So that sounds pretty cool. Oh, That's me badass. Yeah, we'll see who's going to step up. Dude, you got uh, Ethan HD on there, Julian White, Chase James, Lance Pearson, Mike Santiago, CJ Edwards, Sonico, and Pitfall Jones. I, I mean, I'm excited. Um, I think Ethan, Ethan is a great guy that can win thing and come up wrestling me. I Ethan's a great wrestler, and wrestling um, me and I will have a great match. We wrestled, wrestled a couple times, but not that much as I would like to. Um, he's he's very cool. Yeah, so that looks like that's going to be a great night of wrestling. They got a great venue down there. I went to the first ever Prestige down there. Uh, you were there that night, and uh, that was a fun night. I like the venue. I'm just remember who was there. Oh, at the first one, it was. Uh, yeah, I know Lush was there. Oh, God. San Lush and Santiago for the belt. And Sonico was there. Uh, man, I can't even. There's too many wrestling shows. I wrestled that night. You what? 
I wrestled Eugene that night. Oh, that's right. Didn't you have him in the camel clutch, and then you had, uh, what's her name in the camel clutch? Uh... Rebel Joe. Thank you, yes. See, two miles, yeah. we can figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I had a, uh, Eugene, yeah, that was, that was a great night. That was the first that was the first time, because yep. you hear wrestling promotions open in the, like, Northwest, you're like, ah, uh, like, what's this going to be, you know? Because there's never been much. And now more promotions are opening up, but, like, I'm excited to always see the first show of the promotion, like, oh, what is this going to look like? Or, like, how many people are they going to draw? Well, they did pretty well that night. You know, they had, you know, some families in there, wrestling fans from, fans from the local, you know, Northwest scene coming in to see it, you know, a lot of local talent on there, plus the folks they brought in from the outside. It was, it was really fun. It almost filled it yeah, up pretty yeah, well. Yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> so, hey, man, uh, let's go back just a little bit here. So, uh, you came over here from Tehran, Iran, did you not? Yeah, I was born there. Um, I moved here when I was 10 years old. Um, and it was, it was a pretty big change, man. Like I'm from like another continent, you know, to like somewhere like, I, I don't know how to speak the language and everything's so different the culture and it's just, it's just mind blowing. Well, I got a question here from Philip real quick. He's like, uh, when you came to America, you were 10. Was wrestling a thing in Iran before you came here? Not professional wrestling. Um, I mean, there, you would have seen professional wrestling a little bit, but it wasn't, they wouldn't show the whole thing. Like, they would just show clips of it. No. So I, I didn't really know what it was. Um, I noticed what it was when I got here. Um, so, no, re- pro wrestling there doesn't exist. I mean, amateur wrestling is, like, one of their number one sports, but not pro wrestling. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, that was from Philip uh, at PJTANTON71. Big fan of yours on Twitter. He's, he's usually at the shows, too. And I got some more from him for later. Yeah, yeah, I heard about it. Yeah, yeah I, he tweets me all the time. He's a really cool dude. <laughs> yeah. So you left there. Uh, what was the reason or why uh, did you guys leave Iran? Um, just because, like, it, it's, a, it's very populated and there's no room to grow for anyone that's young. And my parents wanted me to be successful and chase whatever I want to do. And um, schools are really hard to get into, like, especially universities and colleges. Um, and there are more job opportunities here than there, there. So my dad just, you know, um, said, hey, let's go to America. And then we came here, and everything just was, you know, easier and nicer, and school was great, and um, the education, and the, you're almost free to do whatever you want. And um, it's, it's just the economy is so much better. And how did you figure out the language once you got here? So I had to take two, like, two... I was at two schools, so from like, um, I think it was like eight or seven in the morning to like one or two. I was in my normal like, like elementary school, right? And then from like two to five, I had to go to like a ESL class at the same school, just a different like room. So I was like school like ten, eleven, twelve hours a day just to trying to like figure out what people were saying. So it was pretty hard, but they had another class for me. Okay, so was it? just hard at first or were you picking it up pretty easy because dude i couldn't even figure out spanish in high school i got like a d minus just because i think the teacher felt sorry you're for me forced to, you're forced to because you're like you have no option oh, i gotcha like when everybody around you is speaking another language you're just forced to learn that language um i think the reason people don't like learn spanish or learn like certain language in school is because right after they walk out of the class they go back to their english language Right or the whatever. Oh, that's, that's true. Um, that's true. That's when exactly you're forced true. to learn something, you will learn something. So you got over here. You're ten years old. Uh, 
before you got into independent wrestling, as you were going through school and up to high school, were you into any sports, football, wrestling, baseball? Soccer. I loved soccer. Um, my dad was actually a, a national soccer player in Iran, um, and he wanted me to play soccer. And I did for a couple of years, but um, I found wrestling, and I wanted to add to switch over. Uh-oh, uh-oh. And what, uh, what, how old were you when you first saw wrestling and uh, started to enjoy it? I, I was 11. I was 11. Um, Not long after you got here? No, 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 no. Um, actually, I was just like, I was browsing through TV, and I couldn't speak. I couldn't, like, I don't know what English, like, how it sounded like and what everything meant. So I was like, what are these people saying, right? And I was just flipping through the TV. And the only thing you don't need to know what they're saying and enjoy is wrestling. And I turned, I, like, I was flipping through channels, and I saw, like, Batista at that time, like, in 2007. Um, and I was like, oh, my God. Like, he was just, like, throwing people. And I was like, this is cool. So I just kept watching it and watching it, and I just fell in love with, like, the in-ring work, you know, and just... It just tells the story by itself. You don't need to know any languages. So who were some of the heroes that you saw? So I fell in love with Triple H. He, um, I don't know if there's something about him. That's why I picked the name King Cash, because he was the king of kings. And oh. he was, like, he was just so badass, like, more than anybody. And obviously guys like Shawn Michaels, which, like, you know, one of the best wrestlers in the world, are you the best wrestler? Um John Cena. I mean, the the superheroes were my favorite, and um, and I think Triple H. That's what I wanted to be like, because you never like he wasn't too of a a good guy, and he when he was a bad guy, he was the greatest bad guy like I've ever seen. Well, it's like when he was a good guy, he was like Flair. You could never really trust him. You'd never really know, and he was gonna jump you from behind, right? Right, and and that's what I like. You were always guessing, and you're like, oh, what is this guy up to? You know, and that's what I really love about him. Kind of reminds me of someone I, want, I look and see around here. Never mind, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so what would you think of, of Ric Flair? Were you, did you get into him at all, or was he gone by then? He was, he was coming back and forth. He wasn't really there. But Ric Flair, um, and his, his, like, just presence, you just feel like, oh, he's just a legend. And I love that about him, um, you know. And he's just so good and so smooth when you watch him. Um, and, you know, Triple H, Triple H idol was like Ric Flair and Harley Race. And uh -huh. um, I love Harley Race. I love Ric Flair. These guys are just so good. It's like you can't even say anything when you're watching their match. You just don't want to look away. Like you don't want to get interrupted because it's just so good. And I love Ric Flair. And, you know, my jacket, I've got fur. Yeah. Kip of Flair. Um, and the knee pads down, Flair. And I just love his look. <laughs> yeah, he's uh, my favorite all time, pretty much. I actually got to meet him at the Emerald City Comic, Comic Con last year. First time I ever met him. And I was pretty much in awe. I couldn't even say nothing. Got his autograph and just kind of stumbled away. I was wearing a Ric Flair ro that robe that my uh, sister-in-law made me, which was pretty badass, though. <laughs> yeah, it's just like when you see, when you see guys like that, you're like, fucker, he's just like the greatest, like sitting right across me, you know? Like it's just weird. It was. I came walking around the corner. He was just, you know, sitting there at the table. I was like, you know, <laughs> it was. I got there early. There was no line yet, and it was just kind of like, uh, 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 you know. Yeah. So, did you get to go to any live events when uh, when you were young? Oh yeah, uh, my dad took me to my first event. Like I had to beg him for like 
two months for me to take him to like um, I think it was SmackDown. They came here in seven. Nine, I think SmackDown came to Key Arena. Was your dad? Was your dad a fan? Was your dad a fan? No. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, my parents are not a fan. Um, never. Like my mom never actually been to any of my shows, and I'm trying to get her to go, but she never to go. Um, well, you'd have to be on your best behavior. I, that might be kind of tough for you. <laughs> nah, she's like, you're my. I don't want you see see you getting hurt, you know, and. Um, and she's like, I can't watch you, like, wrestle. She's like, I don't want to see you get beat up or hit people. Um, and then my dad came to a couple of shows. But, they're, I mean, they're just like, do whatever makes you happy. And, um, yeah, my dad was not a fan of the time he took me. <laughs> so he took you to the live event, SmackDown. Uh, what would you think when you walked in there? Like, was, was that your first ever live event? Yeah, it was my first ever live event. And I couldn't, like... I was like, oh, like, this is way different than I expected. Because on TV, it just looks different than in person, you know? It's just, mm-hmm. you, I, on TV, it's just a different pace. And in person, you're like, this is so cool. I just want to be in there. I was in that seat. I was like, man, I really, like, I was, I think the reason I started wrestling is I was such a fan that there was nothing else for me to do, right? Like, I, I bought all their DVDs. I bought all their action figures. I bought all their belts. I went to every, like, I went to, like, three SummerSlams, like, four WrestleManias at that point. I was like, man, I just, mm-hmm. like, I want more. I can't have any more. I was like, I just have to be a wrestler, I guess, like, because I love it so much. <laughs> so you got to go, you've been to some of the WrestleManias? Yeah, yeah, I started going around, like, WrestleMania 30. I've been every, to oh. every year since then. It's just, it's just so great. It's like, I'm, I will always be a fan. Um, I don't like people that just go, like, well, you're a wrestler now. You can't be a fan. Like, no, I was, oh, I started to be a fan. I will always be a fan, like, this is what I love, you know, like being a fan of something you're doing is not a bad thing. Like, especially like WWE, I'm always like buy tickets to the show if they come here or, um, go to WrestleMania. Like I, I love WWE and that's, that's my dream job. Well, isn't that you're a wrestler probably because you're a fan. That's gotta be a big percentage of people in wrestling. I would think, especially these days. Right. Right, but a lot of people are like, oh, well, you can't, you can't be a fan still when you're, you're a wrestler. But like, I don't agree with that. Like, I will always be a fan, you know? Like, the, the reason everybody started wrestling was being a fan. It's just a thing, like, guys say you can't be a fan anymore, which I disagree with. What was that? Would you just say that last part? I couldn't hear it. I think it was just, which I disagree with. Like, you can always be a fan. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. I would. Say you'd always have to be a, a fan first, man. Uh, love for wrestling. It's like there's only a certain you know section of people that really love it, you know, and other people don't quite understand it. Right, and and if you love it, like you have to be crazy, like to do this, you know. If you don't love it, this is so annoying. If you don't love wrestling, like with all the ups and downs and like the rejections and then the good parts and the bad parts, like if I was never a fan, this would be hell, you uh-huh. know, doing all this. But it's it, like I love it, so it's everything is everything feels great. <laughs> so when was it that uh, you decided, dude, I have to do this? And uh, how did you get it done? So I was uh, I was at WrestleMania 30 actually, and then I was just like I was so it was my first WrestleMania. I was so like in shock, and I was like, okay, I got to do this. And I was at that time, I think I was like 17 or some. I don't remember exactly, but. Um, I went, I met Daniel Bryan, 
and I was like, hey, because I knew he was from Washington. I was like, hey, I want to train and become a wrestler. Um, who should I get trained by? I live in Seattle. He goes like, um, when, I, when he started, there was nobody in the area. So you had to all, go down all the way to Shawn Michaels School. But right now, um, there's a guy named Buddy Wayne. He said he's great. He knows his stuff. Train with him. And I was like, okay. Uh, I sent Buddy and anybody and he was like, hey, I'd like to, like to go in your school. I'm not 18 yet, but I will be in a couple months. And he messaged me. He was like, messaged me back in a couple months. And I was like, okay. So I got in the gym and just worked out as the best I could. And then I, you know, emailed him. I was like, hey, I'm ready. Um, he was like, okay, come down to my school. And then I showed up, and he goes like, he's, he's like, uh, sign over here. And then I, on the on the waiver paper, he he said, put your birthday down. I did, and it was like three days before I turned eighteen. He was like, you're not eighteen yet. <laughs> and I was like, no. And then he's like, he's like, fuck, all right, just just be careful. And I was like, okay. <laughs> so I I just kept rolling and bumping, and his next training day was like three days after on my eighteenth birthday, and I showed up to that, and from there I I showed up to every class. And uh, once you got in that ring, did you instantly enjoy it, or was it instantly painful for a while? No, it was never painful for me. Um, nice. Like, like, the ropes were never painful. The bumps were never painful. Um, I mean, it's not like I'm going to die. Like, it hurts, but I'm just not like, like, oh, my God, I can't do this. Like, it was never like that. It was always like, I, I felt really good being in the ring. Like, it was, it came to me supernaturally. Like, I didn't have to, like, you know, adjust too much stuff. Um, but I, I really, like, felt really comfortable. Well, that's good because a lot of people that I get to talk to don't say that's usually the case. Their body's instantly beat up and or they get, you know, the rope in the ribs and all that kind of stuff and painful to jump off it after that. Mm-hmm. So it sounds like you're just jumping in there naturally. How was your cardio at this point? Oh, my cardio was great. Uh, I think my cardio was better then than it is now. <laughs> Because, like, the more weight you put on, the harder it gets, right? And I was, like, pretty skinny at that point. But my cardio was great. Um, yeah, it, it, was like, it was in good shape, but not, like, superstar shape. <laughs> but I'm sure you're going to get there uh, in a hurry that way, though. Uh, so tell us about, you know, training with Buddy. We all know you uh, wear him on your sleeve. Uh, you know, after you passed, you came out with the T-shirts on and Defy uh, or Washington Hall that night, uh, which was amazing. And, um, but, uh, how was it working with that guy? Oh man, he's so good. Like super, super good. Um, everything he said made sense, you know, psychology wise, so good, like w- way to do stuff, the way to protect yourself. Cause not everyone's going to protect you, um, as your opponent. So, um, everything he said, like I've never gotten majorly hurt to this day and it's all because of what i was taught on how to just like uh, how to um protect myself in the ring and he he's everything that made sense still does to this day i i had a match with him um a couple years ago like maybe in 2016 and he was so like so 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 smooth and easy to work with like it's probably like my favorite match of this day um, such a true pro. Like, that's what a professional, you know, feels like wrestling with him. Um, I, 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 I don't know. He was just, he was in, he was in normal, you know, his wrestling was superior. <laughs> now, did he call that match or did he, uh, leave that up to you? No, uh, he, he wanted to do some stuff and then he always, and then he wanted at the end for me, um, uh, 
to get a big win on him. Um, but it, it was him, and, and he wanted to do, like, he did a crazy moonsault. Um, <laughs> and, yeah, and I was like, okay. Like, I thought he was joking in the bag. He was like, oh, the moonsault. I was like, okay. Um, but, no, he wanted me to do my stuff as well, and um, he wanted the story to be like a teacher and student story. Nice. That's nice. So you guys had a great looking match, man. That must have, like you said, just felt great for you. Yeah, and I, I was supposed to wrestle him again, but I couldn't because he passed away. But I was supposed to wrestle him maybe like a month before he after he passed. Oh man! Did you guys ever get to work as a tag? Um. Yeah, we did like an eight man tag. Like, man, this is right. Like, with all his students, you know. And this is like I was like five six months in with huh. this huge huge tag um, down in Portland. With all the guys, that was fun. But I just love being the ring with Buddy. You know that's how I learned so much. What? Uh, where were you guys wrestling down in Portland? Uh, where? Yeah, where and uh, was it just kind of a random card or certain? You know, it was it was just this horrible fucking promotion um, <laughs> called BCW. I don't know if you're aware of that. I believe I am. Yes. Okay. Yeah, it was just horrible, man. Like. That was, yeah, there's just, just shitty wrestling. Uh, so we just jumped in there and did our thing and left. Oh. <laughs> it's a uh, blue collar, right? Yeah. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. I know what you're talking about now. Someone else was telling me about them one time. I talked. I was lucky enough to talk to Hacksaw Brett Sawyer one time, and he was mentioning who went there for a show one time and didn't really work out the way he thought it was going to. But anyway. So oh, you ask anybody. Um, I think Jeff Cobb was down there once, too, and he fucking hated it. Um, it's just like a bunch of fucking um, just horrible guys just trying to be wrestlers. Yeah, that's terrible. That's no fun for the real wrestlers and probably no fun, not very much fun for the fans either. Probably didn't have a draw. No, we bust our ass getting trained right and, like, look good and have real gear and look tan and, like, you know, it's just like, make it look like fucking we work for it, and then not anybody can just do it. So then, there anybody can just do it, you know, and that's right. That's kind of shitty. Well, how was it teaming with Buddy anyway? I was against him. I was always like a bat, like a heel, you know, and he was always a good guy. Oh, I um, got you. I got you. See, so guys... I wasn't really on the team with him. I just muscled against him. Oh, I got you. So, uh, when was your very first uh, kind of match? I don't know. It was. In that school itself, or once you got out of there, you can say whichever you you want to go. Or um, not I mean, when you got out did, of there, when you were like, kind we of did mock matches. We did mock matches in the in the garage, you know, it's training. But my first match, I was like four months in. Um, I think I, I I joined wrestling end of June. I started training, and then I think um, October, end of October, and yeah, I think somewhere in there, end of October, beginning of November, I had my um, first match with Darby Allen. Oh, Darby Allen! I just saw you wrestle him uh, a couple months back at the Without a Cause show. You guys tore it down. It was great. Yeah, I thought he was yeah, going to break uh, his neck in that. We started ceiling, together, man. We started together, and uh, we we all we both came up together. <laughs> so, how would that match go together? You at least you got to wrestle someone there you're uh, used to being around. Oh, it was good. It was like nothing had ever changed. You know, like it was so like same thing. <laughs> um, I we always had that chemistry together about like wrestling you know not like we were always comfortable with each other each other and our matches could have been so good because like we weren't we knew each other that well uh we knew every like every position we're gonna be in every step we're gonna take 
and we train with each other like three times a week for like three years straight, you know, that's you hourly did you, in wrestling it's called you're married to someone, you know? Like we were married every fucking show we were wrestling each other. <laughs> um But that's that's what made us better, you know. Yeah, that's what it seems like you got a lot of you guys like you and Cody and Roses and you know a lot of you dudes that are from around here. You guys like when you're in the matches together or teaming together, you guys got such a chemistry because you all know each other so well because you work and train with each other. Right, right, and um, you know, you know, just being like so comfortable with someone in the ring, it, it feels so much better than like being in the ring with like someone you're just new with, you know, because like. And every com- company, wrestling company, most of those guys, like, know each other, so they can have great matches every night. But if you're just, like, meeting up with a new opponent every night, it's kind of like, all right, we don't know each other, so we can't do too much. Yeah, that's got to be tough, uh, town to town, three different nights, three different opponents that you're not used to. Right, yeah, so you just dial it back a little bit. But when you know your guy, like, you're like, all right, we can we can do so much. Any times that you had a match or in your training that uh, Buddy really had to get after your butt? Um, no, he never got after my butt, actually, like, he just, <laughs> he, like, he knew what I was, I had a nutritionist, I was, like, at the gym all the time, I was just going, he never, like, was trying to tell me, like, hey, you gotta, like, you gotta do this better, or do this better, no, he never was, he just told me to, like, always, always bust your ass in whatever you do, and that was it, you know, and, like, we, we became really close, um, we we went on family vacation and all that, you know. I I went out with him and he took care of me, and that's I appreciate that a lot, you know. So more than most of the school, most of the schools just want to take your money, and you're there mm-hmm. for twelve weeks, and now you're on your own. Now you're fucked, right? You don't know any promoters, you don't know nobody. And um, he didn't. He wasn't like that. He would always try to like hook me up with promoters, promotions, guys, interviews, podcasts, you know. He was the first one to actually tell me how to do the WWE extra stuff, right. you know, and how to get on there, um, so he, which I did, you know, which was great. So he basically kind of put you under his wing, just didn't say, here, I got your money, go do whatever. He put you under his wing, kind of became exactly. a brother and a father figure for you almost, huh? Yeah, exactly. That's what it was. Yep, yep. So not only wrestling, he's giving you probably some life advice then. Yeah, for sure. Like, we, we, like again, we would, like, we would work out sometime, and he would just tell me, do this, do this. And I could just, like, we couldn't, like, not talk about wrestling, just talk about life, and, like, we could talk for hours, you know. <laughs> it's kind of like the long car rides. You just, like, sit there and talk and, you know, pass stories and like, get that experience, right? <laughs> yeah. He, like, he didn't uh, he didn't have Eminem, so I would just play Eminem off my phone and put it next to his ear. He <laughs> loves Eminem. <laughs> Some Eminem, huh? Yeah, that was, his, that was my favorite too. We just had the, the whole car ride. I put the fucking phone under his ear so he would listen to it. <laughs> That's funny. I wouldn't think of uh, like I don't really know Buddy Wayne just from all the stuff I read from all you guys and stuff. And but he doesn't sound like an Eminem type of guy. Yeah, no, he was. It was really funny if you got to know. He would always joke and you know make fun of people and uh, make fun of you. <laughs> and uh, no, he was always like that was him. You know that was. That was what he did. Do you like to do any pranks? Um, sometimes, yeah. Like <laughs> we would like we would fuck around in the garage and like um, just mess with other guys, and he would just laugh so hard because at the end they didn't know who got him, you know. <laughs> uh, but yeah, 
we would always, stuff like always like emailing people like we were, where we would uh prank him and email him from like different student accounts and he couldn't know the difference <laughs> so he, he kept getting mad so <laughs> oh man i just i just love hearing the stories from you and the other folks that you know have been trained by him and know him you know sound like just such a cool guy, a fun guy, a hard-working guy, and uh, he's led you guys down the path that you guys have basically, you know, you guys and gals have become like a family because there's a lot of you guys still there helping with the training now, right? Yeah. Yeah, there's a couple guys that are still, like, you know, training, and and everybody made wrestling fun, you know? Like, that, that's what it was. Like, we would just go there, and, like, we had to train where he would make your class fun. And, like, you just wanted to be there because, like, it was just, like, you would just get away from life and just have fun, you know? It wasn't just all about wrestling. How was it uh, when Rip Rogers came in for that uh, training session? Oh, it was great. I, I first met uh, Rip Rogers at a, it was a um, Legends Camp in North Carolina, like, back in 2015. Um, it was him and, uh, and Les Thatcher and Lance Storm and Nigel McGinnis and, um, Joel Briscoe and all those guys were there. Huh. And Rip was just like, you meet Rip and you're like, holy fuck, like, who is this guy? Cause he would just go off and drop 50 F bombs in like two <laughs> seconds. So yeah, Rip was awesome. And I trained a little bit with them, they, like in Legends Camp. Um, like I had a question about like how to throw a punch and you know everything about wrestling and then he was like alright come here and we were at Chick-fil-A eating he took me to the bathroom we locked the door and he, she was, he was like teaching me how to throw a punch like other different ways and then he didn't he, like he didn't lock the door properly so someone walked in and he has me in like a headlock at that time <laughs> and I was like what is going on here and then, like, he's like, yeah, excuse me, we're using the bathroom. Can you please get the fuck out? <laughs> <laughs> and then the guy just walks back and just leaves. And I'm just like, laughing so hard. And it's like, Rip, like, Rip you, can't even do, like, you can't close a public bathroom. <laughs> and, like, <laughs> the ultimate trainer, right? You know, he wants to teach. Yeah. But, and, and, like, that's why everyone loves him as a trainer, because he's just, like, he, he's so good. And he, he's funny and He's one of the best. No, I really love every time I get to, you know, train with him or talk to him. I mean, I, I remember watching him when I was a kid, watching old, you know, WTBS, Georgia Championship, where, you know, sometimes he'd be on and he'd have the long gold hair and it was like a pink robe or something, but he'd have that that beard that was like darker, kind of like what Hogan would do, you know, later. And it was just like, mm -hmm. I mean, he was such a smooth dude back then. Yeah, yeah, no, that's just, he's, he's awesome, man. He's, I don't know. And he's ripped, man. I see those pictures of him, like, flexing. It's like, my God. Oh, yeah. He, just, he doesn't, like, I don't think he sleeps. He's always at the gym. <laughs> he's always taking pictures. He's at training. But, like, but he's one of those guys that, like, whatever he tells you, he does it first. You know, like, he doesn't just tell you to do it, and he wouldn't do it himself. Like, he does it himself, and then he will tell you to do it, too. Well, speaking of uh, training, uh, Buddy and Wayne, um, Phillip's got another question for you here. Says buddy, but sorry, buddy Wayne was a big part of your training and getting you started in this business. Who else right. has there, or excuse me, who else has been a big influence on your training? Um, training, not. I think Buddy was it. That's it. Um, training, it was just Buddy. Like that's it. I was just only with training with Buddy. But the guys that like helped me here and there. Um, 
not really in training, but like shows, like Tim Flowers really oh. um, helped me a lot. Rick Rogers too. Um, I mean, I've been to different seminars, a lot of places, you know, just trained one day by a certain person, but that doesn't mean I was really trained by them. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was only trained by Buddy Wayne. Okay. And you said Diamond Timothy Flowers, right? Diamond Timothy Flowers, yeah. <laughs> I remember that guy too. <laughs> oh man. So man, you've been around some greats and, uh, so let's see, you talked to your first match. So your first match, you were 18 and like four months year old, you said. So let's uh, yeah go from there. So recently, you've had a couple matches with a guy named Matt Cross. First at yeah. Defy Legacy, and then most recently, just last week at uh, Defy PDX. How was it working with him, and how did it change from the first time to the second time? Oh, it was great. Um, first time, you know, it was just like, yeah. I mean, injuries in wrestling happen, you know, and like, you don't want wrestling like the cats. It's 2018. The cats out of the bag. You know, wrestling is not real. Like that's what it what? is. It's not. Oh, sorry. Uh, <laughs> uh, it's it just it's just how it is. Like, and you don't want people to get hurt, right? So it, it happened, and I wanted to really work with him because he's really good. He's phenomenal, and the, the fight. You know, just first show they gave me the chance to work with him. And I was I was like, oh, well, this is great, and it happened. You know, and I was like, ah, oh, man, I felt so bad. And I just didn't want to, you know, I, like, I felt like, oh, my God, I, I can't wrestle him anymore. But then, like, we came back and we followed the storyline, and then uh, we could have we brought the leg back. And working him again with PDX was amazing. He, he's so good. He's so talented. Um, and a lot of guys I wrestled at Defy were so good. Like, Brian Cage is amazing. Oh. Um, Riddle, he, he's amazing. Um there's a lot of guys that are so good and, you know, and Defy knows who to bring in and, and it works every time. Yeah, you got to be a part of the big uh, progress show that came in, a part of that uh, six-man. You and uh, Artemis, I believe. I don't have the names of the guys right in front of me that you wrestled, but I'm sure you remember. Yeah, Mark Andrews and um, Flash Morgan. But uh, yeah, yeah. It was, that was like that was a great like opportunity to wrestle for progress and like nobody would have ever thought in Seattle progress would come here and you wrestle for him you know like that's just um some that like i think i'm like fuck like i wrestle for progress here in seattle like that's pretty crazy you know <laughs> yeah and a packed house washington hall super crazy two uh, nights in a row yeah two yeah, nights in a row who'd you wrestle yeah. the next night was it you and sonico or it me, me and artemis oh yeah that's right the, Super cool, but how does that, you know, I don't know how things work. I only know what happens on my side of the fence over here. When you got the call or someone bumped into you and said, hey, we want you at Progress. Progress hit me up, and um, they, the pro- Progress promoter goes like, hey, I would like to book you for my show in Seattle. Are you available? And I just replied like, yeah. And he was like, great, we're going to put you in a four-way tag uh, with Artemis, Mark Andrews, and Morgan Webster. And I was like, oh, perfect, you know, and that, that, that just like, these are just each, these are like, you know, little milestones in my career that like, oh, I wrestled for progress once. I'd love to do it again, you know, and um, these are just cool little stuff that's happening on the way that's just, you know, I hope it just builds up and builds up and builds up at the end so I can, you know, reach my dream job. Well, I'm going to ask you about that. Is your dream job WWE? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's that's why I started. Um, 
to be honest with you, if I like knew as a guaranteed thing today that I would never make WWE, I would stop wrestling. So that's your ultimate goal. Uh, that you want to get there? Yeah, yeah, that's my goal. That's why I started. I don't. I'm not saying that just to say it, but honestly, like indies are indies. Um, I know a lot of people make a career out of them. Um, I, I it's not it's not my cup of tea. Um, I, I I mean I, it's it's whatever I, I get I do shows and like Defy is like the best indie show in the world probably like I, next to PWG. It's like a, God, I was talking to Matt Cross actually about this and he said um, Defy is like has a, one of the best crowds in like in the country and that's great you know because crowds are everything and um i love wrestling for defy and defy is like the only thing that keeps me going right now in this area but um if in six years maybe five six years i know like WWE is not interested in me and will never be that's it for me because i i wouldn't i don't want to live this dream anymore i i know it's over um yeah nothing like no other like places would make make it up make up for me WB is my only place I would like love to wrestle for gotcha 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 hey man I I completely respect that that is the ultimate goal that's where the money is the exposure is where you're gonna be- wrestle the best you know even though you know people right and, like, and a lot of guys don't a lot of guys love J- Japanese style wrestling and um and some of the guys love the lucha you know that that's, they want to wrestle for Chipotle or like CMLL you know and that's great but everyone's goal is different, you know? But for me, like, man, I, that's just WWE at the end. Well, yeah, I think it could happen, man, because there's been a big explosion uh, on the indie scene, and it seems WWE, not only WWE, you know, Ring of Honor, New Japan, Impact, to a lesser degree a little bit, but they're signing all the guys off and the gals from the indies now and trying to load up. Like, we just saw Brody King sign with Ring of Honor, so uh, I don't think your goal is... Uh, is uh, too far out, especially with as hard of work as you've done with uh, who you've been training with, and uh, I hope it all works out for you. Oh, thank you very much, man. Thank you. I appreciate it. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll just have to wait and see until see what happens because you never know, you know. This is the crazy thing about life. You never know what's going to happen. Right. Well, let's talk about your appearances real quick, man. How many times have you got to work uh, WB Enhancement or work a dark match now? Um, I had one dark match uh, on SmackDown, and I've been to WWE four times. Um, yeah, last one was four, four times in a row, uh, which, you know, I've been so, like, blessed to be, like, the only guy that's been in the area three calls four times in a row. Because they always swap guys out and bring the guys back and forth, but I, I was always called every time they've been here. And that's, that's such a compliment to me. Um I love it, you know, and and I wrestled the first time. We wrestled before um, the doors opened, and um, they liked me. They were like, hey, we would like to uh, put you in a dark match tonight. And I was like, oh, sweet. Like, I'm about to, like, wrestle for WWE, and I'm, like, 19 at the time, you know. <laughs> That's crazy. That's and I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Like, I thought it was a dream. Um, no, it was, it was great. Who did you get to wrestle in that match, if you can say? Uh, I wrestled Enzo and Cass. Oh, it was a tag match? Yeah, it was a tag match. Uh, did you have one of your buddies with you? Yeah, um, my partner was uh, the fantastic dork. Oh, yeah? Uh, Randy Hawk, or the catch. Mr. Randers. Randers, yeah, Randers. <laughs> Formerly something else. Formerly something else. 
<laughs> we don't mention that. <laughs> but that had to be fun. Did you guys get some uh, get some stuff in before? You know, you probably they did all their stuff. I'm sure. Um, yeah, they just wanted to do their stuff. It was like it was a squash match for them, you know. And and me and Randy actually wrestled each other because they wanted to see a couple guys were there, you know. They wanted to see who they want to put in the match. Um, me and Randers just paired up. We wrestled for like three to five minutes, um, and all the agents saw. And they finally picked us. They were like, hey, we need you to, to wrestle tonight. And we're like, all right, sweet. Sounds good. That's awesome. I think we've seen also Nick Randers, Cody Chung, and a couple other guys from around here have been on these, some of those shows That's when, when they come locally. Yeah, Nick Radford, um, been to one. Well, been to two, actually, right now. Uh, Cody, it was Cody Chung's first one, um, which, you know, I was just excited to see how, how he's going to re- uh, react and respond. I love Cody. He's, he's, he's so funny in person. Yeah, I got to talk to him one time on here, and then every time I see him in the match, it's like, especially at Defy that other night, he was kind of, you know, pissing off Carl because he was going outside shaking everyone's heads and stuff. I thought, I thought that was great <laughs> stuff, that whole card, and then you guys did the thing at the end. That was, like, awesome. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, every time I get I get the chance to work, like like again, one of my he's like, it's like always a night like off for me, and I have fun, you know. I can do it with my eyes closed, um, and that's 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 where that's what's really like fun, you know. To me, it's like I can because these guys I hang out with, and you know, always bullshit around and do whatever we want. Yeah, that's awesome. Got you, got your boys with you. Were you at the show where they uh, the, what was the three or four of them had to go against uh, Strowman and uh, Carl ran off? I was at that one, yeah, yeah. Um, I was actually at that one. Um, he had the best, like, the funniest part of that match. Yeah, that he would run. That was great. Everyone else yeah. got beat up yeah, and killed, no, but really. I couldn't imagine getting in there with that huge guy. Oh, he's he um, he's just it's it's unreal how big he is. Like you see him, you're like, this can't be like really like is that him? And he's just his hand is the size of my like both of my chest. Oh gosh. Imagine even taking a chop off that. Jeez. Right, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It was probably like when I was a little kid, I saw WB, WBF come to the Tacoma Dome, and we were kind of outside the gate after the show because Hogan, uh, Hogan wrestled Kamala in the uh, the main event, of course, right. that lasted like three minutes. But anyway, I just remember Hogan walking out to get in the limo, and it looked like, you know, and I was a smaller little kid, but still, it looked like just an enormous, he's the biggest person I've ever seen live in my life. Right. These guys are like, even like when you watch the WWE backstage, like you just you see them on TV, right? But like even when you walk next to them, you're like, "What the fuck? Why are these guys all so fucking big?" You know, like <laughs> it's just it's just they are that's the WWE look, like the height and then the thickness and like that's what WWE like is, you know, and that's just larger than life. Like all these guys are just not normal size, and then you walk into an indie show and like everyone's like. A buck twenty, you know. <laughs> They're working hard, but I understand what you mean. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Just like, how have you been wrestling for like five, six years, and like, don't look decent? You like still one hundred ten pounds. So, uh, do you find yourself in awe a little bit at those backstages? Or are you trying to, you know, keep in people's ears that are around there? Get try to talk to people and let them know who you are. It depends. Um, you never want to piss off the wrong person, but you always don't want to go in like a ghost. You know, like. Um, it just depends who you're around and, you know, some, some of the guys are like, uh, remember me from, you know, keep coming back and it's great. And, um, 
and some of the guys that like don't don't really want to talk to any extras and some guys are cool. It depends on them and who they are and if they want to come up talk to you, you you can approach them. It's just it's just different, man. Let's see. So I got another question, uh, Philip, and he says, "Is this, is this wait, wait, one second? Is this live? Is he, can you he hear us right now?" No, not right now. But he's he oh, sent me okay. questions in per, uh, ahead of time. He, I asked him if he had any questions for you because he uh, he really articulates them much better than I do. So, <laughs> <laughs> so here you go. It's a good question. How would you describe your style as a? Or he says he would describe your style as a technical powerhouse. How would you describe it? And what kinds of things are you working on mastering to add to your arsenal? I am a, I'm a huge, huge fan of mat wrestling, um, technical wrestling, chain wrestling. Um, I'm a huge fan of that, you know. And um, I really, really love the um, British style of wrestling. I'm a real, like, just, you know, Johnny Saint, uh, William Regal, um, all those guys. Like, I, I'm just a fan of all that. And I, I like to also add in, like I, I love the WWE style of wrestling. Um, I love the whole like, you know, John Cena's. People say five moves of doom, you know, but at the end of the day, that five moves of doom is what people pay to see. Um, oh. I love that. You know, I don't like too much stuff. I like to keep it basic. I like to keep it short. I like to have a good story. Um, I don't really have a specific style, but I just really love to, you know, um, wrestle around a little bit. You know, Matt wrestle and show people that like. Is what wrestling is, and then maybe turn it into a fight. You know. There you go, and you're right about the you know the his five fingers of doom or the five knuckle shuffle or whatever it is. Um, you know, when the crowd sees that, they blow up. When they see Roman Reigns right, in the corner yeah, getting ready to do, see. yeah, getting ready to do the Superman punch, Roman Reigns in the corner when he cocks it. You know, they got those little moments there. Right, right, and like like wrestling, like I was always always a believer. I was always a believer of wrestling is not about the moves. Um, it's about the moments of what you catch people because people are trying to connect with you. If you, if you watch a wrestling match for 20 minutes and, like, they're just two guys going at it for, like, 20 minutes of just doing moves, like, you're like, all right, I just love you two guys just doing moves. But if you connect with the people and the emotion, that's what wrestling is. Like, that's what, how I connected to wrestling. I never was like, oh, shit, here's a, like, spinning whatever, you know, off the top. <laughs> like, I was like, that's cool. But, like, the person who's doing it, like, we can connect with them. Like, Daniel Bryan, everyone connects with him, you know? And that's, you don't, and, and non-wrestling fan or non-wrestlers don't look at Daniel Bryan and go, like, um, oh, he's doing this move, or he's doing this move. Like, they're like, fuck, I love Daniel Bryan because of the moment, you know? Right. Yeah, the whole yes move when he won the belt back at WrestleMania yeah. years ago before he hurt his neck. Like, that crowd was People insane. just want to be involved. Yeah. Like, people, that's what just people want, to be involved and think they're part of the show. Um if you just don't even care they exist and you wrestle for 20 minutes and nobody really cares. No, I like it both. I like, you know, I like a good store. I like nice athletic matches and stuff like that too, but it's always better because I'm from the old school too where, you know, you're not really from the old school, but you like the old school kind of storytelling, Matt wrestling and stuff like that. I love Malenko. Like, he's one of my favorite, like, you know, wrestlers, like, technical wrestlers. Like, watching him and, and Eddie Guerrero, like, wow, these guys are like, it's just crazy, you know, and that's like, they were two small guys, but like, they were like untouchable. Oh yeah. Eddie, you know, 
he was kind of small, but he didn't seem that small because he was so well built. Oh no, and he's his not power small. He's jumping like, off the top compared rope. to that WWE right. size. Yeah, Eddie Guerrero. Like that's what people were like. Oh, these guys are small, but like these guys are thick. Like Rey Mysterio, I met him in person, and I never like thought Rey Mysterio was that wide. He was like a door. <laughs> I was like, why is he so wide? You know. <laughs> um, no, it's just like. It's just these people assume, like, these guys are small, but in reality, they're not small. They're just, like, they're thick, you know? Right. Um, none of those guys, like, even Daniel Bryan. Daniel Bryan's not small. Daniel Bryan's, like, very, very thick in person. Oh, you can um, definitely tell by looking at but, him. And then people use that as an excuse to not want to work out, you know? They're like, ah, well, these guys are small. Like, no, these guys are not small. They're actually very big, um, but just you just can't see that on TV. Gotcha, gotcha. Well, it's like you're saying, when you go to the live events, that's when you notice it. It's even like going to an NBA basketball. That's when you notice them. You know, when you watch NBA basketball, I don't know if you watch basketball. On TV, it looks like they just kind of barely bump into each other. But when you're like five rows up and you're seeing Sean Camp or whoever it might be back in my day bumping with some other 300-pound center, it was like two offensive linemen going at it from football. Right, yeah. No, that's and that's like what like it is. Like in wrestling, if you're under like 6'5", 280 pounds you're small like that's that's what it is now like but everyone's like small these days you know like the wrestling evolves um they mean like hiring these guys that are really athletic and really good and everything is evolving you know so you don't have to be that guy anymore that's huge but you also have to look athletic oh yeah i mean look at a guy like leo rush he's really small he's smaller than me but he's like when you see that guy in person, he's like, looks like he puts in the work. Oh, he's shredded. Yeah, shredded, can move really well. Yeah, and he's getting he's a little just, just, thing lately where he's using the mic, getting to hang out with Bobby Lashley, at least getting on TV. <laughs> yeah, man, I'll do that. I'll, I'll like to hang out on TV. Fuck. Hell yeah, sit there and shoot promos. no that'd be awesome man so definite goal for you that was towards the end of my list here was wwe you told us all about that so uh when people want to get a hold of you man uh or actually before i get there i'm releasing this podcast the week of defy on the 14th i said three yeah so december 10th this is the release date and we'll be seeing defy this uh i think it's friday night actually this next time on the 14th uh, we know like 14th. one match and a couple people be on there. I don't know if we'll see you on there, or if you can tell us if you're going to be there, but uh, that's going to be a good night. I'm going to be there. Got tickets. Sweet. I don't know if I can tell you guys if I'm going to be there or not. Right. I, I don't know if I'm supposed to. Um, nope. But I'm mostly likely, most likely going to be there. So buy a ticket and come to the show. If I'm not there, you're still going to see a great show. Ah, it's going to be fun, man. Uh, other than that, man, uh, what other things does uh, King Cash got coming up? Um, that's it, man. For, for this year, I think next year is going to be huge for me. Nice. Um, I have a couple of things lined up, but, um, we'll see when that comes. Cause in wrestling, I don't really like trust anything until I see it. Um, but yeah, I have a couple of things coming up next year for me this year. I just have prestige next week, the five, the following week. And I guess that's it. There are no more shows running out this month of December. Right. Um, so I think we'll see each other next year. All right, we'll be looking for the new year for you here. And uh, I know what I was going to ask you. You know, you wear the boots with the, the pointy, you know, things like the old Iron Sheik and you use the camel clutch. Um, are you a big fan of his? And have you ever got to meet that guy? 
I met him, yes, and I actually started speaking Farsi with him because uh, he's, you know, he's Iraq. And then he was like, and I told him I'm kind of wrestler. He was like, he was like, please take care of yourself. Said, this is a very dangerous business. Um, and he was like, he was like, just watch out on who you deal with and who you talk to and and how you, people treat you. He said, um, this is a cutthroat business, you know. And and I, I love Irish Sheik, and what he did was like revolutionary for, for professional wrestling, you know, with the whole Iran and America thing. And at that time, it was very hot. Oh, yeah. Um, nowadays, it's not as hot because it's just people are trying to stay away from racism. But um, I think still, it still works, you know. At the end of the day, that that's still, uh, and everything old is new again, right. you know. It's got to keep bringing it back around, man. Did you ever watch those old, you know, Nikolai Volkov, Iron Sheik stuff and the tag teams back in the day and they'd sing part of their little national anthems and all that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I loved that shit when I was a kid. I was, I'd eat it up. I'd hate those guys so much, but, you know, each week I'd be there, oh, hey, are they going to do it again? Oh, okay. Right, right. No, that's what, like, again, it goes back to connecting. You know, that's how people, con- that's how they connected with the people. And um, that's just, you know, I actually couldn't come in there and start going, like, 100 forearms, you know, and nobody gave a shit. But he made people hate him, you know? Um, and that's what, like, those guys are, that's why they're great. And you yell stuff out in uh, Farsi sometimes, don't you, coming out of the ring, leaving the ring? Yeah, yeah. It's like, that's why, like, um, Farsi is my main language, you know? So it's, like, easier for me to talk and, like, <laughs> and people, people's faces are hilarious because they don't know what I'm saying. And, like, I'm just saying whatever I want. So it's just, people are like, what the fuck is he saying? And like, people don't know <laughs> boo or cheer because if they boo, they be racist. If they cheer, it's like against me. So they're just sitting confused. Are you just saying random stuff? Philip actually was on my oh, list. I part mean, of this question: Do you just say random stuff? Are you really saying something good, or are you just having fun? I don't know. It depends. Like, it depends how I'm feeling that day. Like, if I'm if I'm not in a good mood, I start cussing in Farsi. Um, <laughs> If I'm just having fun, I'll just be, like, singing a song. I don't know. It just depends, man. Oh, man. I remember one time at Washington Hall, you came out, and we were, like, cheering you, and you started, you looked right over to our side of the ring where I was, me and my wife, and you were, like, yelled at us, don't cheer me, it disrespects the something. I don't remember exactly what you said, but I fucking, I'm sure I had a few <laughs> beers, but it was great. <laughs> but, like, I watched you the hall, like, it's just different, because, like, they fucking, I started as a, as a heel, that was what I was supposed to be, right? And then, like, Matt Cross book is like, I was like, ah, oh, sweet, we can go with the story. Boom, like, I keep coming out a couple shows, and then, like, I was getting, like, my reactions were pretty flat. And then I did a triple threat with Davey Boy and Bobby Fish. Oh. And, and people started cheering for me after that. Um, and I started getting cheered, like, like maybe, like, six, seven months ago, like, and, it, like, and my finish was was that um, cash clutch, like a full Nelson camel clutch um and every time i put that on i just heard people go like really loud and i was like okay so i established <laughs> the finish and i was like but people like whenever i go to put it on and people get that and like that's cool to me you know that's that's how like indie should be um because again it's not about the move it's about the whole connection thing but then i started getting cheered because i was doing that yeah. and i was like i don't know if these were fan chic or my boots or me i don't know why i'm getting cheered here um, but yeah, and then now recently, I think I'm getting my, my heel thing back, so I don't want to get booed, I don't know. Especially after, uh, Defy PDX, when you guys, uh, you, uh, 
call. Uh, at TDAs, I always got booed. I think I think Portland is just like <laughs> Portland is just like that. At uh, uh, Portland, I always get booed. Uh, but Seattle's a different crowd, man. Seattle's just different. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And you guys had your little fashion that seemed to come out, but I'm sure we'll find out more about that kind of stuff later. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. I think. Uh, I think it'll be some fun. I think it'll be really fun. Oh, we're looking forward to it, man. That was a great part of that show. And uh dude, I think I'm gonna start heading for the uh heading for the hills here on this one. Uh kind of start getting some lunch together for my son here and stuff. I'm sure you wanna go get to the gym or whatever you're gonna do. And uh dude, I just Yeah, sounds you, good, my man. I just appreciate you you what you do in wrestling and I appreciate you being on here today and uh I can't thank you enough giving up some of your free time on a Sunday to talk to me. Oh, no worries, man. I had a pleasure talking to you. Thank you for having me. Um, hope to see you around the show sometimes. Come say hi. Um, yeah, man, I, I just love to meet everybody, and um, I think it'll be really cool, you know, wrestling getting bigger in this area, and hopefully we can grow it to be something very, very big. Well, I'm sure I don't speak for just myself. Uh, we hope you get to that goal because uh, you work your ass off, that goal of uh, WWE here uh, soon, and uh, we can see you're going on your direction. And, uh, dude, if people want to get a hold of you, what social media is the best way to get a hold of you? Uh, if you want to say something, I said Twitter. Twitter's the best. Um, at King Cash, K-I-N-G-K-H-A-S-H-021. Um, same on Instagram. But, if, again, like if you want to tell me something or message me, Twitter's the best way. And you have merch anywhere? Uh, merch, I have. So here's the thing about merch. People want my merch, and I get to the <laughs> building, and I'm like, I don't want to get out my merch because it's like, nah, it's in my car, and I don't want to go out and get it. But I always have merch on me on person. Like, I would say if you see me at a show, come, like, find me and be like, hey, I want a shirt, and I'll give it to you. I will, like, it depends. It's hard for me to sit out there, like, <laughs> looking for people, like, hey, would you like to buy my shirt? But if, if you want the shirt, just like if you see me, yeah, I always have merch on me. Gotcha, gotcha. Uh, don't come up and put it out. Maybe if but. a show's coming up, we know you're there. We can uh, send you a little message on Twitter ahead of time. I need a two uh, X uh, on the fourteenth or something like that. Okay, sounds good. Sounds good. <laughs> and that I means I'd you. like a two X on the fourteenth if you got one for me. If you're going to be there, obviously. Uh, no, we don't I got know. it. <laughs> but anyway, man, you have cool. a good rest of your day. I'm going to go get some food. Probably watch the Seahawks for a little while. And uh, and uh, good luck to you. Sounds good. Thank you so much.